Welcome to Mac Gamecast episode 22. I'm John as always and with me today is the lovely Lily. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Also good, also good. Um, uh, in about an hour or so, I'm going to go pick up my brother and uh, his two kids, my niece and nephew, from the bus coming from Very the airport. Nice. Um, some family time. They're visiting from overseas, so that'll be cool. Um, uh, I've got some board games for them. We'll see. That'll be fun. It's not video games, but it's board games. It's kind of game, you know. That's yeah, still a game. Yeah. I don't have any plans, so I'm just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> hanging out's good. Uh, I was actually just playing a board game. That's also what I was setting one up, rather. Um, yeah, before I realized I was... I, f- I forgot about that AFK thing that triggers the AFK cave. Right. It's a setting somewhere in Discord. I forget even what it is. I'm going to have to go check that out later. I think I'll just turn it off <laughs> so that doesn't happen it's, again. It's in server settings somewhere in there. Right. Thank you. I was looking at, like, personal settings. Why am I trying to do this live? No idea. I'm going to forget about that. Today, yeah. we are here <laughs> to talk about more than random Discord settings. Uh, we're going to do a little 2021 kind of review, maybe our favorite stuff or favorite game or games or hardware or software, anything, you know, service, whatever it might be, and maybe some tidbits towards 2022, like maybe a game we're looking forward to or some sort of release or tech or anything like that. Um, so for yourself, obviously, you know, we're still in weird times. Everyone's busy. Um but have you, you know, how has your 2021 been in review? Like, have you managed to play any good games or pick up anything? Like, can you pick out something as like a favorite? Um, yeah, no, there there have definitely been a few games that I stood out to me throughout the year. Um, I guess recently Halo Infinite came out. That was pretty cool. Um. No spoilers for the single player, since A, I'm just getting into it, and B, I know most people will not will not have um, finished it yet. Right, but, it just got released. Yeah, it is, it is a very fun game. I'd say it is probably near my favorite campaign. I can't say for sure yet that it's my favorite, but it's, it's up there, for sure. Um... The multiplayer also very fun. I can't play too much of it at a time, but but uh, it is very fun. Um, let's see here. Did... Oh, uh, just before you move on, really quick, what about the campaign is making it like your favorite one, or you think? Um, so I would say that um, it really it kind of brings back the Halo 1 sort of vastness of the world. Oh, nice. And, like, the world is very... It's very open. And and it's not only because it is an open-world game, but, like, it actually feels like you're on this massive alien structure, the Halo ring, and you're, and, you know, you're exploring it, you're fighting through the Banished and all that. So it's, it's very... Um, it's got that scope basically. And then the gunplay is just very nice. It it feels sci-fi, but it also feels real. Maybe right, like sense. a little military or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. Nice. Um and then lastly just the graphics and everything mm-hmm. and and just the way everything handles. It just feels very nice. Awesome. Yeah, I've been peeking it. Um 
and I haven't played it yet, but I get what you mean by the like Halo One vibes because I had the same impression. I'm like, this is the first Halo I'm actually kind of excited to play since Halo One. I don't really like mm-hmm. to varying degrees Halo Two, Three, Four, and ODST. Like none of them are bad games, but I find myself hard to say they're all like any of them are great or amazing Halo games to me personally. There's obviously people who mm-hmm. disagree here. I know I'm pretty sure like Halo Three multiplayer was super popular. Um, and stuff like that. But uh, Halo Reach was had a fairly good campaign, but it's also like, a, what do you call it? It has like the prequel problem of you already know exactly what's going to happen and you're just kind of going through the motions. <laughs> yeah. The fall of Reach and everything. Um, it's still cool, but like there's no surprises or anything like that. It's just kind of yeah. a heroic, noble last stand kind of a thing. So um, still good. But yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to checking out Infinite as well sometimes. So glad you're... Uh, giving it a lot of praise that makes me hyped yeah it's it's definitely worth um worth the 60 dollars for the campaign and then the multiplayer is free so yeah right right we talked a little bit about multiplayer single player separation i think you were there a couple episodes ago um i think that's an interesting approach i think it's a smarter approach because some people don't want the campaign maybe some people only want the campaign so yeah that's pretty cool Mm mm-hmm um. Yeah, and then I don't know if you want to talk about a game that you've liked that's a play, or if you want me to uh, list yeah, off can, a few yeah, other we can, things. We could, yeah, we can take turns. We can take turns. Yeah, back and um, forth. Mostly gamey stuff. Yeah, I don't have any like big AAA stuff this year. I don't think. Um, probably indies were more things that had an impression on me. Um, let me see. I did play through some triple... Well, that's not true. I did play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And that was really, really good. Um, my other picks are Mac-specific games. Valhalla, of course, I just played it through GeForce Now on uh, their new 3080 tier, so that was pretty cool. 1440p, 120fps and stuff. Um, looks really good. But yeah, just a super fun game. We haven't had an uh, Assassin's Creed game on the Mac in quite a while. Um, I'm hoping they would start porting them again. They ported... Three of the games, Assassin's Creed 1, 2, and... No, they didn't port 1. They ported Assassin's Creed 2 and Assassin's Creed, like, Rome, which is not quite as... Brotherhood. Brotherhood, yeah. thank you. <laughs> anyway, I had that wrong. Um, so we got a few of them way back in the day, not since then. But anyway, you know, we've talked about this. Mac gaming is what it is. At this point, it's pretty easy to hop on another service. So GeForce Now is my my go-to and um yeah runs incredibly well through that service and it's just I, you know epic's always running sales you can't get it on steam it's only an epic store right now for whatever mm-hmm. reason um but just a really fun game i love a viking theme i was picking between valhalla or odyssey i do love greek stuff and mythology but the vikings stuff's too good to pass up it's got a pretty epic campaign some really interesting like stories and character relationships actually and you can make certain choices whether they're like kind of like betray your friends or not and Maybe who you romance or who you support. and you I mean, it's a little ridiculous because you land in England and then the whole point of the campaign is to basically take over all of England. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, I, that happened, you know, they conquered parts of it back then, but not all of it. So in this game, you literally like take over all of England. It's hilarious. Um, so that's a little ridiculous in that sense. But damn, it's fun. And uh, the combat's amazing. I know I think we were texting about it. Um, some weeks ago or whatever, and you said you had seen mm-hmm. some videos. Um, it's pretty darn awesome, I gotta say. It's true they've kind of thrown all the stealth out the window. You still have a hidden blade. You can kind of, you know, sneak around and snipe guys with your bow, which is fun, but 
most of the uh, work was clearly put into like the raw combat, like getting in there and fighting because it's pretty nuanced, tons of abilities. You can do cool like, I don't know, you can like pick up random weapons off the ground and throw them at people. You can get this fun grappling hook to like yank people around the battlefield. You can do like sneak insta kills with the right gear and levels and everything. Um it's pretty varied. You can just kind of go into combat because you know how a lot of these action RPGs, you just maybe spam the same ability over and over um, in a lot of games. Uh, this game, it doesn't take long to level up till it's really varied. And you can kind of fight like a whole squad of people or bandits or guards or whatever and kind of like fight each one a different way, um, which is cool. You can even do nuanced things like switch if you're running two-handed with a sword and shield or like a hammer and axe or something because you have an offhand and a primary hand. So you can do a cool skill where you can actually switch your weapons with your hands and you just like toss them between your hands really quick. So like maybe, I don't know, you're chopping up some dudes who just has a sword, but then like some armored or shielded jerk comes along. You can like throw the hammer into your primary hand and like smash his shield or armor up, switch back to your axe or sword or whatever and like skewer him. And it's just it, the, battle, the the combat's full of fun little details and also the terrain and it's also a fun world to explore. Just hop on your horse, you know, you just standard stuff, whistle for your horse and off you go. And yeah, um, good story, good combat. Um, I had a, a lot of fun with it. It's almost too big of a game. I mean, I played it for like 30, 40 hours. I mean, I think you could play it for a hundred and they have like three DLC packs. Each one adds like another 40 hours of gameplay. So you can kind of spend like the rest of your life in Valhalla if you want. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I've definitely seen a lot of good stuff about that game. I'm still, I'm still crawling through the last bits of Odyssey. And once I'm done with that, I'm definitely going to look at Valhalla. Nice. Yeah, I like that it continues Odysseys. Um, you can pick to be male or female again. Um, I think that's a very smart choice because why not? Um, also, there was lots of female Vikings. Um, I don't know about lots, but they certainly were there. So it's very, it can't be like this, I don't know, World War One thing where people complain like there weren't women soldiers out there or something or whatever. Yeah. People were complaining about some of the battlefields. It's like, oh, there was definitely biking chicks out there swinging axes into faces um so it's, it's it was an it was a non-insignificant number yeah exactly um so that's cool the game's just well voice acted graphics are nice music's phenomenal like really really good music um yeah super cool game and there is in fact some link between odyssey and valhalla ha 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 but you'll have to play it to see but if you are a fan yeah. of odyssey and played through it you'll there's a few things you'll pick up on. So that's that's nice. So it was like my big AAA experience of the year. I had a few others, but they weren't really worth mentioning. Uh, Marvel Avengers was kind of meh. I played through it on sale, but hardly yeah. worth the time, honestly. <laughs> uh, it was okay, but not enough for me to like talk about. So back to you. Um. So the other two of my favorite releases in 2021 were actually um, re-releases. So uh, Rome Total War Remastered and Mass Effect Legendary Edition, both of those came out this year, and I had a lot of fun with Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I I once again played all the way through all three games. Oh, snap. Tell me, okay, I want to hear more about this as a fellow Mass Effect fanatic. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Was it kind of like revisiting an old love or something or was it like really fresh and new kind of how was how was that yeah it was it was still 
very new. It felt at least two, uh, one and two felt hmm. a lot smoother, especially one. Um, I have never before the, the the legendary edition. I have never gone through and played every single side mission and explored every <laughs> single planet and you know did everything I possibly could with Mass Effect One. Right. But then with the legendary edition, I actually was able to do that like i guess mentally <laughs> i was able to <laughs> to do it because in the original mass effect one like i guess at the time it would have been considered good but hmm. just you know playing it after having already played mass effect 2 it's like okay the the combat feels weird the mako handles like absolute hell hmm. you know so exploring Exploring planets is just so hard. Um, <laughs> you know, exploration uh, is is just kind of... There's a lot of emptiness, and you have right. to find these things, versus with the Legendary Edition, they already marked everything of interest on the map. Um, like, they, they even... Like, just small quality of life things, like like the elevators. <laughs> because <laughs> the elevators in the original Mass Effect 1 was actually the loading screen right right and so because the engine could only handle so much loading it doesn't matter if you're playing it on like a you know a high speed computer from 2021 it's still gonna take forever to load and so you're just standing there in the elevator but now they actually have the engine so that you're not standing in the elevator for like minutes (laughs) right with like that crappy elevator music and like random squad comments or something yeah um, and it just looks so much better. They they did a lot of visual updates. Um, nice. It's still obviously a remaster. Like it, it's not going to be top of the line graphics. Right. But it looks so much better. Yeah, considering what the original was out in like two thousand seven or maybe two thousand eight. Forget exactly what year two thousand seven. No, it was two thousand two thousand seven. I think. It okay, was. two thousand. Oh, yeah. it was November seventh, two thousand seven. I believe. So. It was like, yeah. Yeah. End of end of oh seven, yeah. Um, so having played through them all again, um, have you settled on like a favorite game, or maybe did you like try totally like different choices or anything, or like Paragon versus Renegade, or like compared to your original run? I mean, of the original games, I only played through it once, um, and just because I've been so busy, I don't I don't really have time to do the whole multiple playthroughs thing again unless I yeah. want to like completely distract myself from my other games that I'm also trying to play through. Sure. So um but I, I kinda just did the sort of like my favorite thing to do in the original games, just to see what um what what it could you know, what it felt like in the new games. Like old versus new. Yeah. And it, it definitely felt a lot better and i i did my usual um biotic vanguard playthrough oh nice with um with a full paragon right nice nice i know you i know you prefer renegade but i like i my, do but vanguard like is <laughs> the best class in my opinion um i usually do less biotic stuff i think i'm usually do more like a salt mix but um Biotics are really fun to mess around with in the game because the physics are not bad. Even even in Mass Effect One, the physics weren't too bad, if I recall. Like mm-hmm. using the biotic lifts and pushes and black holes and all that jazz. Um, yeah, um, good stuff. So, did you have like a obviously the 
Legendary Edition gives you all three games. You don't buy them individually. Um, but do you have a favorite game at the end, like after playing through them all again? So before, I would have solidly have said Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Um, after playing the remaster, I would say Mass Effect 1 is pretty on par with 2 Ooh, now. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah, because I would Mass yeah, Effect. Yeah. Mass Effect 3, only the Citadel DLC is up there as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think, every uh, pretty much all Mass Effect fans yeah. would agree with that. Um, yeah, I think 2 is the general consensus is like the king or queen, whatever have you, of the trilogy. But um, that was before the remaster. So I'm actually very interested. Uh, I almost bought it on sale recently. But again, I still have a backlog of games. I'm like, no, don't buy any big new games. Yeah. So you like push through your backlog. Of course, then I went and bought like AC Valhalla, but I also had I've never played Valhalla, whereas I technically have played Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 before. But a long time ago, you know, I, yeah, you, of course, you were able to uh, maintain your save file through games 1, 1, and 2, and 3, right? Uh, Or 2 and 3, technically. And it's a lot smoother now. Like before, you had to have your, if you didn't have your save file in the right folder, then it's like, okay, time to go hunting for this. Yeah. Copy and paste it, all that stuff. yeah. Was, now, now since it's all it's all technically one game. Um like when oh, you download Legendary okay. Edition, it downloads everything. That's cool. So, so it's like one launcher. Okay. Yeah. So it shares all the game files so you don't have to worry about any Oh, that's great. That's great. I like yeah. that a lot. Um does it pop up for like a launcher and then say like play Mass Effect one, two, or three, or does it just load into like a main menu and then you select it? Yeah, you load into a main menu and then it, it gives you the option of one, two, or three. Right. Kind of, I guess, kind of like um, the Halo Master Chief Edition, where it's like all the games in one launcher and you kind of choose which one to download and then play. Yep. Um, probably something like that. That's cool. That's rad. Um, all right. I'm going to yak about a game for a bit. But yeah, I, I can't, <laughs> I almost forgot about uh, the legend. I'll probably end up playing through that uh, next year at some point. Yeah. Too good to pass up Mass Effect stuff. Um yeah, back on going into some indie stuff, and this is some actual Mac stuff. Um, we had some pretty nice releases this year in the indie space. Um, two that stand out to me, so I'll pick one for now, uh, which is Frostpunk. It's technically a game, I think, from 2019 or maybe 2020 on the PC, but they only ported it to Mac this year mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know why these companies do or don't do things or delay but anyway um it's a really interesting like steampunk post-apocalyptic city sort of society builder sim thing um but instead of being your like mad max apocalyptic sort of you know that's like kind of the quote-unquote traditional apocalyptic scenarios um this one's totally different in that it's a uh like extreme winter like mostly there's frozen over everyone's freezing to death can't grow food you know because everything's just buried in snow and um so people are you know uh basically just trying to survive the extreme winter so you end up i don't know there's some story intro about i think you're on some ships or you know a bunch of people died and the survivors gathered and you found a like kind of a valley crevice hole thing i don't know what the word is you know kind of like something sheltered a bit from the extreme wind and snow and stuff um so you just start off and have to you know build up this city and of course you have a big um like furnace reactor i don't i'm terrible with my names on this game in the center of your city which of course needs coal um so you have to always be cautious of your heat 
your heat level and warming your city and buildings and people. And you have so many people and also kids you can assign as workers. It's kind of like a worker placement management game as well. Um, there's not really, it, it's blending multiple genres in one. So there's no, like, it doesn't fit into one box. You can neatly describe. Um, but it's meant to be very challenging basically because yeah, my first run, uh, I lost pretty quickly and, uh, my own people like exiled me out into the snow for being incompetent. And I like died alone in the snow of frostbite or something horrible. Uh, <laughs> that was my first, my first play. Um, cause everyone was like starving and freezing and they're like, ah, oh, we're fed up with this guy. Get and get someone else in there. So then I played again, of course, with some better knowledge and setup, and I managed to complete a run. Um, so tough game, but it's cool. You know, it's one of those things where you have like tech trees you can build up and then more advanced buildings, you know, starting out with a really basic wood mill or a mine and then getting like a steam powered one and, um, or maybe you install heaters in it. So the workers are happier and warmer and, um, cause you know, people can get starving, they can fall sick. And then once they fall sick, then suddenly you need like medical tents and assigning, you know, doctors and nurses or staff to look after them. So the game's kind of organic in a way where you only need things when you need them. So if nobody's sick yet, you don't need like a medical tent or whatever, but then, you know, or maybe the first time somebody dies, well then suddenly you have to decide what you want to do with your dead. Do you bury them or do you burn them? So the game has these like small branching paths which then open up new buildings or maybe new like laws or rules you have to implement or like promises to the people will pop up and you can kind of resolve how to deal with them and that may make them happier or less happy because you have to manage their like happiness and warmth and there's all these things to manage it's a fairly complex game um but i like that it has these like organic like branching paths in the game um and then you can choose to be like really hardcore law and order to keep people in line or like authoritarian or you can go religious get religion and build churches and you know have priests and all this and a stuff. cult and a cult yeah <laughs> um the game looks really good um i also just i'm biased towards any game that has like lots of winter and snow i love it um so this game is just pure that <laughs> yeah um yeah, it looks pretty good. It, it's a fun, challenging puzzle. Um, and there's multiple scenarios and difficulty levels so you can replay and, you know, you're forced to take different strategies or maybe there's a totally different objective. Like there was a really interesting one where um, you have no people. There's only automatons, like automated worker robot things. Um, right. And it's, it's totally, it's a really cold place, but you're protecting seed banks and they have to survive. I guess you're, the goal is to like... Um, you're starting indoor greenhouses and stuff, something like that, so you can grow food. Um, so you have to go through this really extreme winter out in, like, an open plain, but with these, like, seed bank buildings and these automated robots, and you're kind of short on workers, but the automatons can work 24-7 because, of course, they don't need to sleep. Um, so the game has some very interesting puzzles aside from, like, the main one. So, and there's several in the main game, and then there's a bunch of expansion content, which I didn't play, but is fairly well-rated, I think. Um yeah, and they're already making a Frostpunk 2. Uh, it's in development. And last time I checked, it was like in the top five or something of all wishlisted games on Steam. It was like super popular. Um, yeah. Anyway, Frostpunk, pretty cool. Check it out if you like survival, like city building management type stuff with like a interesting apocalyptic theme. Not your usual one. Yeah. Um, definitely another game that I wanted to look at. Um, I actually got it through, I think like a Twitch giveaway. Um, right, right. On 
GOG, I think it is. Right, good old games, yeah. GOG. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Probably not a game you'd play like... I mean, okay, some people might play it forever. For me, I was content to put like 10 or 15 hours into it. Um, Play several runs, try it, play around, try a few strategies. Like, I'm not like a hardcore, you know, like city builder, economic, survival, managey kind of guy. I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it as like a main uh, game genre kind of thing. So... Um, I was really happy with it um, for what it was. Uh, I'm probably not going to check it out until Frostpunk 2 comes along, and then I'll get that for sure. Um, but yeah, um, like, as I've gotten older and I have less time for, like, kind of just spending all my time on one game forever, <laughs> uh, I actually really appreciate, like, these more bite-sized or, like, let's say, like, 8 to 15-hour kind of experiences that are like really satisfying and you don't you don't feel like you need to grind more or dump more time into the game to kind of get your money's worth or um like complete it quote unquote or you know whatever i mean or whatever something like that um so i was yeah i was really happy with frostpunk for what it was even though i didn't like keep playing it a ton um i think it's really good for what it is yeah definitely uh Definitely looking forward to getting some time to play it. That's the biggest thing. It's it's time. It is. It's the greatest enemy of all, at least adult gamers. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily like younger people who don't need to work yet or whatever. Maybe you just have to deal with school or something. Um, I mean, people. not to say people who are in school aren't busy. They're busy too. But typically you have more time to play games when you're younger, on average. It's usually true. Um, yeah. Frostwing's cool. Did you have uh, you have any other games you wanted to yak about? Um, Standouts, favorite stuff for the year? I think, honestly, that's kind of it. <laughs> I did not play a lot of a lot of video games this year. I was very, very busy for the You're most part. A busy lady. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Army keeps you busy. How? And as it so happens, I do need to get going here. I only had thirty minutes free. Oh yeah, well that was pretty yeah. much planned. Uh, oh, can you can you do you have like a minute to drop on like did you have anything like any particular game you're looking forward to in 2022? Uh yeah, absolutely. So, um I currently have ooh, I think 3 or 4 games on my wish list I'm looking forward to. Um there's Warno and Broken Arrow and I lump those two together because they're both um strategy games. Uh, they're right. like war game, uh, or uh, it's it's kind of like a version of Total War, just very modern. Right. Um, one of them is uh, published by uh, Eugen, which has done a lot of RTS games as of late. Uh, if you've heard of Steel Division or War Game, they're the right. ones putting out War Now. And then Broken okay, Arrow cool. is actually made from a bunch of people who were very good at War Game. And wanted to see some improvements, and so they went and, along with some ex-Eugen um, developers, actually oh, awesome. made their own game. So both of those are things I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I see a lot of tanks and airplanes and stuff that's right up your alley. Yeah, really cool yeah. stuff. Um, and then yeah, just... Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which is oh. literally just Left for Dead with... With Warhammer 40k. <laughs> yes, that's at the top of my list. Uh, yeah? In my like, top three for sure. Uh, the other ones are probably Dying Light 2, 
which I'm a huge fan of the original game, um, and I'm hoping they'll port to Mac because they did port the original Dying Light to Mac sometime later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other ones, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, um, like the Borderlands spinoff with Tiny oh Tina yeah 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 running like as the DM and interfering with your game and stuff. Um, I have heard of that one as well. Yeah, looks just you know like zany, silly kind of D and D shooter mashup kind of thing basically because you'll have spells and abilities and classes and create right. your own character and you know um should be a lot of fun and again they put her bottle in suite of mac in like three weeks after the pc version so i'm hoping they'll also just port over tiny teens wonderlands both of those two are coming out early next year february and march i think so dark tide is like unknown just sometime 2022 i think so it'll be a bit later but yeah those are some mm-hmm. rad games. Um, been a weird year, but still, we all managed to have some fun, have some standout games, and uh, got some stuff on our wish list for next year. So, ooh, not bad at all. Well, thanks for making the time, Lily. Sorry I uh, missed like 10 minutes. <laughs> nope, it's all good. <laughs> okay, accidentally. Uh, yeah, really appreciate you showing up. Uh, if I don't catch you, happy holidays and happy new year and everything. Um, and same to you. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, everyone else was busy today. Ted was, well, Ted was sick. Sam was busy and Casper had like family stuff. So, yep, it's that time of year. <laughs> it is a time of year. Uh, this will just really quick, this will be the last like group podcast for a while because I'm going on a trip early January. Um, probably just going to like pre record some game reviews or something, or I don't know what yet I have in mind. Um, because the team's probably, unless the team decides to get together and like record without me, but, um, I'm assuming everyone's just going to kind of be busy or whatever. So uh, I'm going to prep some stuff. But yeah, so if there's uh, some unusual podcast or content put out, that's why we're resume all regularly scheduled podcast stuff at the end of January. So roughly a month. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll set some stuff out to like publish while I'm away on my trip. Sounds so good. There'll be something for people to download and not think we've gone, you know, we've uh, we've vanished. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not MIA. We're just... Yeah. Uh taking a step back yeah well you know between chris it's christmas and new year's and then i'm leaving in the first week of january so it's like i'm basically just treating this as the last one of the year and yep. uh go from there okay well thanks for listening everyone happy holidays happy christmas happy new year and everything and uh we will see you next time yep have a good holiday season everyone hooray bye bye A big thank you to Kevin McLeod for the intro and outro music. Be sure to check out his library on the web. You can find more episodes of our show on our website, macgamecast.com, or in all major podcast directories. If you enjoy the show, please consider commenting, following, or sharing. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time.